Welcome to podcast number two on Saturday, January 6th. I didn't think it was going to be a two-podcast day, but it is. It's not a major two-podcaster. It's just a just a two-podcaster. I think it's because it's the weekend, and <clears throat> I'm waiting. To, uh, I'm trying to kill about half an hour before my mama wakes up so I can have a chat. And I'm just feeling one thing I, I felt like I've just uncovered one revelation how the, the relation um, of having no food in your belly uh, to your mood I, I think I've got to start reminding myself to eat at about 8 eat eat at about 8 a.m. or so, or when the writing first tires maybe to eat first because um, for whatever reason, that's such interesting. I know there's a scientific explanation. I don't. I'm not interested in hearing about molecules and whatever nutrients and all of this dopamine and all that. I'm not interested in the chemical terms. You get lost in the chemical terms, but it's true. You put something in your belly, and when there's nothing in there, and you can. You know, your, your previous, whatever you're thinking previously, usually negative if there's nothing in there, will seem quite foreign to you. So that's good. That's positive. Fourth cinema, every day improving. This is going to be another notebook, Hukam Nama Day, actually. Uh, that's really kind of the reason for the second podcast. And that's good, too, because usually the second podcast is always reserved just for, like, chasing the blues away, just to do something to chase the blues away. And there's a little bit of that, but also when I was upstairs... I looked in uh, the study room and one, two, three, four, five. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for girls, four for vibes, five. What does five crows stand for? I looked in the five crows. What does it stand for? It stands for what does it mean when you see five crows? Boom. If you see five crows around, it can mean diseases or pain. That's because usually the crow has a negative symbolism, especially when you cross paths with it. Tell that to Andy Zalapan, my friend. Anyway, uh, that's a little bit of a sidetrack. So, yeah, it's going to be a notebook hook and nama day. I was upstairs in the study. I looked in. I saw my big Tupperware tub with the notebooks. It was so nice the other day to go through my Beef Hampton, to randomly choose a Beef Hampton notebook. That was uh, that was very therapeutic. And I, re- I really enjoyed it. I enjoy going back and reading my writings. And it takes me back to a place. And remember, this podcast, uh, Solitary Confinement in the Digital Age, is for me. It's to straighten myself out. It's to heal me. It's to make me better, more understanding, so I can, be be- so I can help you heal if I can, or so I can make, I can, I can, you know, shine a light, shine a light, because I can shine a light. Let's pick a notebook. Let's get into this. I'm really excited. You're listening to the Vayu Dubjici. I don't know how to say it. Church choir, Ukrainian chorus. I love this. This is maybe my this is maybe my favorite therapy. I'm just gonna reach one randomly and towards the bottom. I'm just gonna randomly. Now I'm gonna look. Mm, which one should I take? This one seems pretty interesting. A red one. A red one looks like kind of a red Dollarama notebook, kind of scuffed. I'll, I'll put it in the. I'll take a picture of it right now before I even open it. Let me just do that. This is kind of like a 
Okay, so I'm gonna go like this. Let's go like this. I'm just like, I'm gonna go like that. No, I'll just show you like this. Yeah, this way. Let's just hold it. I don't know, I wanna show like, how can I show both the color and something in it? Hmm, I can't. I'm not smart enough. Let's just hold this up. I don't even know what it says yet. That's interesting. I hope it's not something horrendous, but it looks kind of neat. It's like a double page thing. There's the picture taken. And now what does it say? Holy crikey. Here in absentia, the word sing, the word, the world sings a faster. Okay. Which way do I read this? Oh, here in absentia, the world sings another day. The sachet that keeps. No, it's this way. Okay. Here in absentia, the world sings a faster pace, the soft wallop of another day, the sachet that keeps her gait alluring, keeps me in my gaze of her. I am a soft man, broken, baked, kept, hers, though God is truest in among the things of true, God still can sometimes terrify through her, no, through her, through, yeah, through her is only song, song, song and terror though, perhaps. Wow, I have no idea. I have no idea who this is about. It's about someone. I have no idea when I wrote it yet. It would be sometime after 2008, because I believe that was when I conceived of the title here in Absentia for this great novel. Oh, here's a receipt in here. North Park Bike Shop, so I was in Victoria. My bike in sixty-eight seventy-five for bike repair. My bike repairs. Me and my bike repairs. Let's try another one. February one, RDP. That's all it says. Just a title. Nothing. Yep. Uh, this is book. Now this notebook is. I. This is not going to be very good quality. I was not in a. I was not in a very. I was not in a very good state during these this year. I seem to recall. What was the, What year was this? What year was this? Does it say the year? Should say the year, shouldn't it? 2014. Well, actually, no, I would have been okay then. I would have been okay because that would have been the year after. Was that the year after I balled camp? Camp Spectrum Tree Planted? The year I was after I was Camp Highball or at that camp. And then the next year I wasn't allowed to return. So I planted more trees in the camp than any of the hundred and some planters. And then. A little, they caught wind of my history, even though I've been with them for four years. They caught wind of my past, and uh, I was not allowed back, not invited back. Just, just dropped completely. Not a word. <clears throat> Bald eagles of Booktown. Oh yeah, this is. I remember this time. This was when I was with the Jew, hanging out. We were playing some weird stuff. Sydney Cafe and Culture Shop, featuring the family of bald eagles. This is a bunch of Al Purdy dead, Patrick Lane old. The Eagles, ah, the Eagles of Booktown. Ah, these guys, Patrick Lane and Al Purdy and Susan Musgrave, Musgrave and Lorna Crozier are the bald Eagles of Booktown. We were trying to get, we were trying to, anyway. Ah, my Christmas day walk today has led me for a solo stroll in solace down the shoreline to the beach where Meredith lies. Meredith is a mermaid who is a log, who is also a girl. There are uses of documentary, and one such very good use is that it can be harnessed to employ the secret codes of beauty and goodness and art to strive to make 
healing in the world. Wow. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So this is now seven years later. There are uses of documentary, and one such very good use is that it can be harnessed to employ the secret codes of beauty and goodness and art and to strive to make direct healing in the world. Wow. And then on the other page, wow. On the other page, it says art and holy writing and beauty to put magic that will heal into the world. That's the goal. Magic that will heal. And then I've got Marshall McLuhan Bookstore. Oh, yes. Marshall McLuhan was with me every step of the way since, <laughs> since 2010. Unfathomable how so often so much narrative is error. Unfathomable how so often so much narrative is error. And actually, so, so much narrative is narrative might not be error, but it's false. Not error, but false. Intentional false is not error. And then M.M. McLuhan was one such. Oh, this is what I'm talking about, the Lamed Vav. Okay, I'm, so I'm writing about the Lamed Vav here. Now, those are the uh, 36 just men of, uh, I guess, Jude, the Judaic tradition. The, Jude, Jude, the Jews believe that in the Lamed Vav, that at any time in the history of the world, there are 36 just righteous men who exist to save humanity, to sort of protect it from its goodness. And these are anonymous men. Like you would never suspect, you would never suspect them of being members of the Lamed Vav. And in fact, they're so humble, these men, that they would never even consider, they don't even know they're members of the Lamed Vav. They, they don't even know. They wouldn't consider it because they're just humble. But the, according to this tradition, there's always at any given time from the beginning of mankind till I guess the big apocalypse, there's always going to be 36 just men, 36 righteous men. And then I have M.M. McLuhan was one such member. Trudeau was not, but he was an intelligence of high order and held a heart of great good. And then I have, I have suffered like a sense, perhaps, but I have met saints. I have met saints. Hukam Nama, the notebook, just to let you know, the Hukam Nama is a tradition in the Sikh faith where they open their holy book, Guru Granth Sahib, at random and start reading from it, which is singing. They sing from it because it's all song. Ah, the old sage. The old sage enjoyed his evening walks for another reason. They allowed him to look inside the big windows of the million dollar homes that, li that line the peninsula. In the nights, the people were lit up like fish in aquariums, every room a separate tank. And in every room almost with a, was a screen. Somewhere, somewhere, the only, sometimes the only light in the room was the flicker of a screen. Dim, brassy light. Producers and consumers. Walter H. Siegelbaum is an interesting man. He is my friend. After knowing him for a while, I became convinced he was an incurable tit man. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is H Dog. Wow. First line of defense. This is when I had my sailboat. This is when I, I wrote this as I crashed my sailboat. I bought a sailboat. I drove it around the Spanish Peninsula. I'd never ridden a, driven a boat before, and I crashed into the very. I entered this marina, this Port Sydney Marina, the wrong way, and I crashed into the dock. And I made such a bang that everyone came running to see what the H was going on. What the H? That's why they call it H-Talk. And that's where Seagrass, Seagrass, my beloved sailboat, 
Long may you float, Seagrass. I know where you are, and I'm sorry I've abandoned you. I'm sorry I've abandoned you. I'm sorry I've abandoned you. Maybe I should call Jeff. I think that was Jeff that called about Seagrass. But anyway, first line of defense. The north face of the marina puts up against the elements. H-Doc always gets hit the hardest in the storms. The last big storm broke the pier into sections, upending great slabs of it, sending the outpost pier from its electrical connection, stripping three forlorn boats of their power. And then I say, <clears throat> this is the story of H-Doc. A peculiar story, reality series. Oh, I'm predicting, oh, this is my idea for some kind of show. Peculiar story, a reality series style depicting the goings-on at H-Doc, the last and poorest moorage pier at Port Sydney Marina. H-Doc is the wrong side of the tracks. All the crappy little boats got stuck there. H-Doc is the ghetto of Port Sydney Marina. A quick look at the boats moored there compared to the boats in the other docks shows you just what a laughable place it is. There's no power in H-Doc because H-Doc is the... That ends. Oh wait, H Duck. Maybe sometimes I go. H Duck is the first line of defense. So that's why is the first line of defense. The north face of the marina puts up against the elements. H Duck always gets hit hardest in the store. Huh, on the next page, I have a drawing of the listen bird. This is the opportunity to reshape our history. I feel that I'm. Have you heard of Lao Tse? Oh, this is interesting. Have you heard of Lao Tse? I feel that I now must disappear into the unknown to prove that I am not a character of fiction. I would like to alert the reader of a particular bird. Though there is currently a campaign to erase this bird from digital memory. And then his drawing of the listen bird. The slow boat to Anna Cortez. And then a little sketch of Mount Baker. Man, it's nice to share this. It's nice to share these notebooks with somebody, to read them. Cinema Supernova. Do you know what a supernova is? It is an implosion. It is what happens when a star either explodes or insplodes. In our case, think of an implosion. Think experiment. Crazy. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to read out to-do lists. That's a waste of, could be a waste of time. To form a new brand of cinema, develop documentary across Canada. That's right. That's what I wanted to do. Oh, okay. Here's some, here's some parts about the old sage. The old sage is actually a character. He turns into a character. It's not the same old sage. I'm not even going to say who it is because that would be confusing. How could it be that after gaining about one or two billion more people, the world could have more room, unexplored, unknown terrain? The old sage had lived through an interesting time in human history. He had been alive before the screens had taken over, and he'd been alive after. He was one of the bridge generation. And since the screens had not really entered his space, that is, since he had not gone with the rest into their flickering magnetism, he had experienced a difference in the physical world. Though there were more people in the world than there were before, the screens had taken over. There was also more room. The screens seemed to have the people traveling in the same direction, along the same routes, for the person not attached to the technology or the zeitgeist it carried, there remained a growing abundance of space. And at night, the people were nowhere to be found, with the exception of the one pub that shut down at 11, the shops all closed at 5, or, the latest set, or at the latest 7. 
in the town where the old sage lived. If there were people to be found at all after dark, they would be found around here, on the town's main street, or on a path of grass, or on a patch of grass beneath lamplight, stooping to retrieve the shit of some dog. The rocky sprawl of coastline where the old sage's boat was wedged was left to complete abandon. No one walked there. No one walked around at night. No one walked around at all, perhaps, for the sake of it, since the screens had taken over. The old sage wondered about this. To him it seemed a plausible hypothesis. To him there was nothing finer, nothing more fascinating than the liminal realm where the sea washed into shore. Without question there was a schism of sanity, a schism between his brain and those of the people of electricity. Huh. And then I have Country Antrim, County Antrim, Ireland. That's where my ancestors are from. My mum's mum's from Toome, County Antrim, Ireland. For the old sage's part, he could not fathom why more people did Oh, yeah, I've read that. For the old sage's part, he could not fathom why more people did not come down to the sea at night to gawk at the immense and mysterious beauty. He could not imagine what anyone would rather do in this or any town, and yet almost oh, no one did. The town sprawled around several headlands, and some evenings he would walk them all, all of them, and not encounter a single person. And I'm like, I'm in some kind of trouble here because I got a no, no legal aid. <laughs> Talk to duty counsel. Some kind of trouble, as usual. I am the Lord's servant. He is not mine. That was mine. I invented that. I am the Lord's servant. He is not mine. Now I don't even know what that means, but I like the sound of it. And then... I started thinking of a little film called Getting to Know a Sailboat, and I wrote out some, like, little... What's that called where they have the little cards? I was out working on an absolutely brutal job in northern Alberta, broadcast, and I decided to buy a, veil, a sailboat. Then the maiden voyage with Leanne, who came with me. Leanne, who I was thinking about this morning, actually. Leanne O'Neill, yoga girl, tree planter. She taught me in that final year of tree, well, the second last, but turned out to be the second last year of tree planting, the year I balled the camp. Leanne was my little companion and we did we got up and she took the camp through yoga exercises every morning and I was doing some sun salutations this morning because the sun came out and I went out to the yard and it was like Leanne had taught me those and I was really appreciative of my time the time we our lives crossed and I hope she's well the gulls afloat aside the boat are there for not other than joy. The gulls afloat aside the boat are there for naught other than joy. What does it mean to let this sink in? In what ruby is the standardest dim? What paradox is this green leaf? It makes me feel holy, yet it is a holy sin to take it. Yet I cannot seem to get this holiness through to my brain and heart without it. Yet I'll get there yet, inshallah, inshahamati. Where the God is strongest. Ah, Shahamati. This is actually a nice little book. Fifteen minutes out of Sawasan might need a few more S's to describe the kind of shit I'm in. This is not a sexual trip, inshallah. Lick the hot ruby. Lick. Lick the hot ruby. Lick. Go and lick it. 
lick the hot ruby lick go ahead and lick it go ahead and lick the girl with the crucifix lick we went down summer roads that was my little i think i wrote some poems about my time with leanne and i called the book the book i wanted to call it was we rent down summer roads maybe this book is the poems hmm. if you're gonna listen in try not to look like you're listening in in guatemala what a lovely word guatemala god gave us a human life to enjoy things to do list McLuhan's window across the sea's expanse a white peak glowed blushed blushed with glow when the soft hosanna hours set in when the ho soft when the soft hours of hosanna set in seagull bomb hmm. i is this the first one this is interesting this is very interesting i don't even know what this is but some kind of oh, a poem about McLuhan. Okay, I am a flaneur who has once been who has once been swept into the McLuhan maelstrom while wandering in Toronto, whilst researching endlessly, aimlessly the streets and great, enormous libraries of this town. McLuhan and I had one great similarity. We both knew the haunt of Joyce. Haunted as I was by the great Irishman, I was a goner for the McLuhan vortex the moment I set boot down to Hogtown's haunted pavements. Being a flaneur in a city where McLuhan lived, shone, outshone, everyone, where he discovered the key to spiritual survival in the digital era because he alone saw exactly how it would come. In reading this document, you will no doubt learn a great many things about Marshall McLuhan, for I am an expert on the man. At the time of writing, I am planning my return trip to Toronto to retrieve the last remaining window to have once shone light upon the room where McLuhan spent years of his life and thought his best life and thought. The reason I have this window in my possession is that I am a flaneur, one of the last lonesome flaneurs of our time. We walk the streets eternal, treetops sift light like miracle. You're listening to uh, American Analog Set, by the way. I forgot about them, how much I love these guys. I first encountered them in Spring Hill Penitentiary in about 1999, maybe 98. That's a honeysuckle barrel, craving. That's a sin that won't go away. That's a way of knowing or a sluice of suckle flowing. Vinyl record, super record, Nova record, boom. Vinyl record, super record, Nova record, boom. <laughs> May this tree forever be known as Leanne's tree. One night in late December 2013, one almost happy night in late December 2013, I stood with Leanne beneath these branches. I held her in my arms, blossoming in December, she explained, exclaimed, her buoyant winter breath warm upon my ear, my skyward eyes joined hers. It was true. This cherry tree was blossoming in December. I'm holding things in my brain at bay. May there be more play. Play the tape through to the end. Sleep the clock round. Sydney Saturday Market, a pair of breasts, giant, I've got a pair of giant breasts I've drawn with red pen here, just the breasts. 
When spraying chemical all over the wild lands of northern Alberta, I decided I'd had enough, that I would take my cut of the cash from killing the land in this manner, and I would buy a sailboat. Then I would learn to sail. Then I would sail away. Then somehow I would attain from I would obtain for myself a harem. <laughs> Where's the freaking harem? I had to sail though. I didn't learn to sail. Damn! If only I would have learned to sail, if I would have gone to the next steps, if I would have learned to sail, and then I would have sailed away. Then I apparently I would have a harem by now. Why didn't I learn to sail? It was Meredith the mermaid that caught my attention most. Sitting out on alone on my boat in H-Dock, I would watch her wonder as the tides rose and fell from her great womb. Strange things happened in the realm of Meredith. I watched a Jew with a guitar appear, a man just sit there named Ragu. At night I watched the people inside their great mansions. At least three factors have driven me mad and I have given up on life. An interesting thing to encounter. Wow. It turned out that the old sage was not a very good craftsman. Some of the bystanders were alarmed at the very sloppy work, the poor quality and sloppiness of his work, especially given that it came from a man of such wise and fascinating talk. Roy Parsons was so outraged by the discrepancy that he swore he would never be back. <laughs> what she wanted was the gypsy in the square in Barcelona or Antigua, or if not the gypsy, then the dreadlocked barefoot boy of perfect shirtless bronze, hitchhiker of our earth mother, dancer, mendicant, at 420 friendly skin tight skin, oh squeeze box wayfarer of spirit, flesh, Lassay me fair, maiden. Lassay me fair, maiden. Our hearts merely drumbeats. Our, body our bodies merely meant to beat the skin of time. Spent fucking out the brains of the selfish elf and elves. The brains of the selves. Alluding to Victorian crushed concrete like the river Thames. The river skin alight with the great eye. Backwards revolve the luminous wheel. Not a bad little one. Why no happy poems, Patrick Lane? That's <laughs> what so I always wondered. Why no happy poems, Patrick Lane? Uh, and then Patrick Lane's response, according to me? Well, uh, my dad, uh, anyway, Patrick Lane's father was murdered. May you rest in peace, both of you, and I hope you're together. I hope you're together. Patrick. Pages stuck together. Caitlin and Roger. The medium is the resage. This has not been a bad one. Think and Grow Rich. Sydney Saturday Market. So I'm getting all commercial. RD, plea. I arrived in North America to discover I was a celebrity. Thanks to a Canadian author with a penchant for penchant nay obsession for writing rather histrionic, challenging, often something and provocative epistles to his prime minister. I had become a celebrity of this land. Oh, this is Life of I. I don't want to read that one now. Turn o wheat sky, interesting. Turn o wheat sky, and then I'm pondering Taras Shevchenko, the Ukrainian poet. This will be a good one to read. Turn o wheat sky. Wonder what Shevchenko would say right now to his people. What would Shevchenko say if he saw you people breaking this way? 
we people breaking. This way I wear this sweater that my Baba made me down. I wear it down to down, down the streets to the square where sons and daughters of Babas will send their hearts to Mother Ukraine. Then I'm gonna send this sweater to Raghu Lokanathan in Prince George, British Columbia, and the troubles of Ukraine will forever go away. Finding reason after reason not to believe the non-believers fall down to their knees and suck and take and thrust and squeeze and drink, cock, seize, cock, carpe, carpe, cock. No shock that, no shock. I got a cock, I'm willing to not believe in anything. All right, whatever you say, Alex. <laughs> Cluin died 30 plus years ago. He saw coming what most of the world still hasn't seen. Most of the world is still too busy staring at their screens. Salt Spring, oh, 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 listen to me, say nothing. Oh, here the boat goes slow, slow. Hear the rumble, rumble, oh. Melchizedek, oh, Melchizedek, slipping away, slipping away. Cloud canopy going low and something and gray and the shoreline rock by passing me and me just writing and poets disguising and still myself and I, I forgot my tie. You forgot your tie? I haven't been told. One bar of cellular on Salt Spring. 30 seconds left. What should I do? I got, I'm nowhere near close to this notebook. I'm gonna do another one with this maybe. Ah, it's good enough. Let's just throw it back in. Let's just finish a quick one. Go through the lonely, go through the want, die inside those empty hours of minimum wage dome. Find yourself alive. There. Go through the belief that God is false. Believe in God. Believe in God down through those long empty hours of shopkeep. Long gray days of Sydney by the sea. By the sea things somehow more forlorn than inland. A circus of birds. Little bums of baristas. What is God? What is bad? A circus of birds.